Hi, welcome to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. Your host, Ray Dove with Remax Eastside Brokers here in Bellevue, Washington. So today I thought I'd give you a little quick market update. Some of the statistics from the end of 2019 as we try to look into our crystal ball as to what's going to take place moving forward. So as I've chatted about in previous podcasts, last March, our inventory was about 17,000 homes for sale in the Snohomish, King, and Pierce counties. So for those of you that are listening outside of Seattle, King County would cover Seattle, Bellevue, Issaquah, Redmond, Kirkland, parts of Woodville, uh, Broad Base. Uh, and Snohomish is north of uh, Seattle and cities like Edmonds and Ballard. I think Ballard's more King County, so it'd be Edmonds, Everett, uh, Mill Creek, some parts of Bothell, and then Pierce County would be further south of Seattle, uh, which would give us more like uh, Tacoma, Puyallup, things like that. So you'd have to get a map to really see how all that lays out. So let's talk about some of the numbers. So it says here from our MLS that uh, we closed 92,000 properties last year with a total sales volume of $49 billion. And that was accomplished through 30,000 real estate agents. So there's some business going on for sure in 2019. And all the in the whole state of Washington, or in our MLS basically, the median price for single family homes is 425000 So how does that break down? So when you look at King County, it looks like the average median price was $675,000. In Snohomish County, once again north of King County, it was $497,750. And in Pierce County, it was 369998 You go over to Kitsap County, which is west across the pond from Seattle, where you would be Silverdale, Port Orchard, places like that, the median house price is 377352 So we talk about affordability in so many uh, cases where I hear it over and over again, homes are priced out of reach of people, but when you look at the dynamics of King and Snohomish County and parts of Pierce, you have dual incomes, you have people making very good money, especially more than what we were making in my day uh, when we were in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. So, and coupled with low interest rates, if you're thinking about buying or thinking about what the dynamics might be in selling or buying, look at the interest rates. The interest rates are as low, if not lower, than they were last year. So, when I first got started in the real estate business, interest rates were 9, 10%. And then in the early 1980s, it went all the way up to 19%. And so, there's a lot more affordability when the interest rates are three and a half, four percent, thirty-year fix. It's a great interest rate. Gets you more buying power. Can actually put you in a better spot in hopes to to buy, especially if you're a dual-income family. And I get it. There's certainly restrictions. There's only so much home you could buy, and you have to have a car or two. You got to feed a family. Uh, cost of insurance, cost of fuel. I understand all those dynamics, but to help shuffle all that out, I would strongly recommend once again to go meet with a lender. Yes, you can look online and get a snapshot of what your affordability index might be, but it's best at least talk to a lender on the phone and give them your data. You know, how much you make, how long you've been in business, uh, the down payment, what your bills are, so they can best evaluate and then you can decide 
whether that's a house payment you want to live with or not. So going back to our stats, the they come out and state too that the inventory was well below what we call a balanced market. But so the overall supply was under 1.8 months of supply of inventory in our market, which is not very very many homes on the market, like what I've already shared with you here. I mean, a balanced market would be like three to six months worth of inventory, and typically five to six months. So here in King County, we have 1.74 months of inventory. In Snohomish County, 1.45. In Pierce County, 1.3. And in Kitsap County, 1.38. And that was at the end of 2019. Here we are in January of 2020 and the inventory has gone down even more. Now of course we're shuffling through the holidays, made it through Thanksgiving, Christmas and of course like always we get some type of weather challenge so this year we got snow which isn't typical to Seattle although it seems to be more typical in the last few years and now we're getting heavy rain so all those things kind of make the markets pause here at least in the Seattle area. So let me run down a few more stats for you that you might be interested in. So for the whole year we added our MLS added 110,940 new homes in the market, what we call new listings. And so that would be resale homes, resale condos, new homes, new condos. But yet that was a 5.3% drop than we had in 2018. Now, newly built homes accounted for nearly 13% of sales during 2019. Condos or condominium homes, so that would be town homes in some cases, but condominiums accounted for about 12.7% of all sales during 2019. So 75% of the sales were mostly single family residential homes, resale and new construction. So what, what does that all mean to you as you look at this marketplace? If you're a home seller, it might be a great time to sell. It might be a great time to get the home on the market, shine the home up, price it to what the market's kind of indicating where it should be and you will probably more than likely get multiple offers on that home which might escalate the price a little bit or for sure it'll at least attract a handful of very well qualified buyers that can actually move forward and buy the home. Now if you're a home buyer we haven't seen this big push yet on buyers out buying but with low interest rates and inventory that's out there that's been sitting out there that's an opportunity to go look at those homes and see if there's opportunity for you to maybe get the home at a better price it's closer to fair market value one thing that our, our market has continued to show if the home is priced to what the buying public at large perceives as a good value they will show up and there'll be multiple offers if you price the high the home and you press the price too high ten thousand fifteen twenty 20,000, 25,000 over what the market says it might be worth, rest assured the home will stay on the market. It'll go, and once it starts sitting on the market, two, three, four weeks, two months, three months, four months, well, it's tough. Buyers are going to say, what's wrong with this house? So you just kind of set yourself up for failure as a seller if you're really trying to push the pricing. Whether you're a buyer or seller, I would encourage you to sit down and at least interview a real estate agent or two. Of course, I'd love for you to interview me, but get some added insights and input. 
and hopefully you'll see the value that a real estate agent brings to the table with their experience and expertise and we'll see the benefit of wanting to work with a real estate agent as opposed to trying to doing it on your own or trying to work with somebody that's got a, a reduced uh, fee structure to where you have a menu of services of which to select from and those menus of services may or may not get you the best opportunity to get the highest possible price so going forward uh, I'm going to do a market update once a month so that we can kind of stay on top of this for you so you can see what the stats are per month and what's kind of trending, what's not, what's happening to our inventory. And I'm also going to try on a regular basis have some vendor partners come speak. So next week I'm going to have a building inspector on my podcast and we're going to talk about some of the things he's seen on a building inspection, why he believes after all the inspections he's done why it's very important for maybe a seller to do an inspection before they put the home on the market and certainly why a buyer should seriously always consider having a building inspector. The week after that I'm either going to have a lender talk about the different loan programs that are available, what does it mean when you talk to two or three different lenders and each one wants to pull up a credit report what happens to your credit then i've got a credit company that actually helps people correct uh, their errors on their credit report and give them solid solutions on how to improve their credit rating because the better your credit rating is the the better the cost of the money will be for you certainly you can get a low interest rate but if your credit isn't that good, it'll cost you upfront money, what they call loan origination fees or loan points. So you might get a low interest rate, but it may cost you 2% or 1.5%. Whereas if you have better credit, that same loan might only cost you 1%. That's all on how they calculate their risk. And then I'll have another guest speaker come in and talk about window coverings. Whether you buy a resale home or whether you buy a new home, you may move in and decide, you know what? These window coverings are like 20 years old, 30 years old. It's a new home. I need window coverings. I know some builders offer window coverings and offer appliances in their new homes, but not all builders do that. So this gentleman has got great experience and he's got great products and all different price points. And I just thought it'd be good for him, come, for him to come in and chat and talk about some of the things you could consider uh, in terms of improving your existing uh, blinds or drapes or buying new ones for your new home. With that said, hopefully this podcast has, continues to be helpful in your thought process of what to do when buying or selling residential real estate. This is Ray Dove with Remax Eastside Brokers, Inc. You're welcome to call or text me at 425-681-8630 or email me at raydoveremax, all one word, at gmail.com. Have a great week, and I'll have my building inspector on next week to give you some insights on home inspections. Thanks for listening.